Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 30th of August in the year of our Lord 2001. Was Bingo the name of the dog or the farmer? I mean, I mean a space odyssey. Five. Let's Dance is the uh, first single from English boy band's third and final studio album, King Size. Uh, it was their third and final number one single in the UK. The official music video was directed by Max and Dana. Paddy. No, yeah, I, was say, <laughs> I don't know why they've listed that, who cares? The music video was uh, utilised a life-sized cardboard image of Conlon since he was not present at the time of filming, having actually left the band. I remember that. Yes. I remember there being a, a, a cardboard cutout in a fire video. That's it's great, isn't it? Amazing. Great shithousery. <laughs> it's like the plan line from outer space. Because you filmed one scene and they used a standby from the rest of the film, uh, on some releases of the film, it has the subtitle, almost starring Bella Lugosi. <laughs> uh, stained, break the cycle. Is the number one album in the UK. Wow. I didn't realize it was that successful, but at the same time, I also listened to it a lot. It's their third studio album. It was number one for many different places in the world. A total of five singles were released from there. Can I guess? It's, can I guess? Them? Oh, yeah, go go ahead. Right. Um, I couldn't get Outside three. featuring Fred Durst. That's right. It's been a while. That's right. Um, I stand here locked inside my head, remembering everything you said. This silence is going nowhere. What's it called? I'm trying to think. I can hear the song in my head. It was track, maybe track two on the album. Um, I can't remember what it was called. I'm done. For you. For you! To my mother. To my my father. It's your son. It's your daughter. Yeah. Hell of a voice. Uh, Also, Fade and Epiphany, which Ah, I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, you know. Because I'm on the outside. Yeah. I'm looking. Like, been years since I fucking deal, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Let me see some titties up in here. <laughs> I was always harsh when they went, because inside you're ugly. And they cut the Fred Durst going, ugly like me. <laughs> yeah, that's a rib. Uh, but yeah, that was 
It's a huge album for them. I saw them live at Leeds Festival one year. Mm. And it was so funny because they played and it sounded like they had a nice time. It's like, ah, oh, they're good. And everyone around me was like, ah, oh, you know what? I've been barely paying attention, but they're really good, aren't they? Yeah. Damn. And they went, that was our last song. All right, bye. <laughs> so like, all right, that's my shift. Done. That's clocking me. out. But now that, that it's been a while is one that lives rent free in my head. Whenever anybody says, oh, it's been a while since, since we did that, yeah. my head just goes, it's been a while. Yeah. Every time. This week saw American illusionist David Blaine appear on GMTV, where he is interviewed by presenter Eamon Holmes, but refuses to speak and instead gives him the evil eye. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, when uh, he had a little picture of an eye drawn in his hand, and uh, and then we're like, so what does that mean? He goes, being protection. <laughs> oh, protection from what? Protection from death. And he went, mmm, like that in the camera. <laughs> Somewhere Lee Francis goes, mm, okay, write that down. Yeah. Because <laughs> that became the entire bit of, of uh, David Blaine's character Arr, on Bo Selector. Yeah. Shazam. <laughs> as he held the eye yeah. up in his hand. Holmes has subsequently cited this interview as the most awkward moment of his professional career. Wow, and he's had a few. I was going to say, yeah, give it time, mate. <laughs> uh, also this week, ITV1 will reduce its number of weekly episodes of Crossroads no! from five to four, dropping its Friday episode from the week beginning the 10th of September. The move is to make way for a new interactive game show called The Biggest Game in Town, which will air on Fridays and also be part of the channel's daily lunchtime. What the hell is that? ITV are in this weird place in this particular year, in the year of our Lord 2001, because they're moving the premiership to primetime. They're Ooh. bringing in a new game show. They're sacking off Ooh. Crossroads. Ooh. So someone new has come in at the top of ITV and gone, right, changes. Dun -dun 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 -dun. He went, wait, what's your favorite David Bowie album? <laughs> I'm rather fan of seeing you that. No, 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 guess again. <laughs> Is it changes? I see you and I are going to get along well. <laughs> also this week, after a five-year break, the hit sitcom Absolutely Fabulous returns for a full series on BBC One. Not quite as good as the original ones, as to be said, but you're just happy to see him. It's like Ricky Steamboat doing arm drags last week. I feel like every time Ab Fab has had a comeback, it is like Ricky Steamboat doing an arm drag. I'm just like, yeah, go on. They did the movie a couple of years ago, didn't they? I know it exists. I haven't seen it. It's fun. Uh -huh. It's fun. And it's full of cameos, as you'd expect. It's like it's like if Spice World were well-written, essentially. <laughs> that's, that's what the Ab Fab movie is. Uh, <laughs> The big game this week is Mario Kart Super Circuit. Yay! For the GBA in 07, IGN named Super Circuit as the 19th best game on the GBA. Well, that's a clone endorsement I've ever wow. seen. It shows how, how many good games there were for the GBA. Never really got into that one, but... I think it, write, I think it ranked high on Triple Jump's list of every Mario game from worst ah, to best. I think it's high up there. And, and if Triple Jump like it, then therefore you know it's good. Exactly. We are contractually obligated to say that. Contractually obligated to say that. Uh, also this week, Jap Starm, who recently revealed in his autobiography um, that Manchester United approached him without his club's permission when signing him three years ago, joins Lazio for 16.25 million quid. So Ooh. from Man U to Lazio. Starm spent three seasons at Man United, during which time United won three Premier League titles, one FA Cup, the IC Cup, and the UEFA Champions League. He scored his only goal for the club in a 6-2 away victory against Leicester City, so obviously he was very integral to that. Yeah. Uh, early in the 0-1-0-2 season, Stam was controversially sold to Lazio, uh, as I just said, after Sir Alex Ferguson, 
who was reportedly upset by allegations Starm had made in his autobiography called Head to Head about the club. Starm made, so apparently he released his autobiography while still playing properly, which I think that's risky business there. It's like Ronaldo doing an interview with Piers Morgan, isn't it? Whilst uh, playing for Man United still. Oh, that went well. Starr made numerous statements in the book about his, his views on opposing players and alleged that Ferguson approached to buy um, was done without the permission of PSV all those years ago, which I'm sure Ferguson really appreciated. Later, Simon Cooper reported that contrary to initial belief, Ferguson had noticed that Starr's tacking numbers were declining and simply assumed the defender was past his playing peak. Uh, in 07, however, Ferguson described the decision to sell him as an error. Quote, At the time, he had just come back from an Achilles injury and we thought he'd lost a little bit. We got the offer from Lazio... Yeah, oof, 16.5 million quid for a centre-back who's 29. It was an offer I couldn't refuse. In playing terms, it was a mistake. He is still playing for Ajax at a really good level. Whoops. So, at least he's at least mitten, you know, he is the Sean Stasiak of Man United. <laughs> by the sign, I think, so. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. The last few weeks, besides adding football stuff to this, because it's always like, no one just gets signed and that's it, and it's happy days. There's always one signing where it's like, uh-oh, spaghetti You do get the odd bit of hilarity from uh, the football signing world where, some, where somebody slips on a banana peel. Exactly. And, and that's the fun. All we do, I think, week from week, is slip on several banana peels. <laughs> I said banana peels. That's horrible. That's a banana peel you slipped banana on in itself. Banana peel. Hi, I'm Banana Peel, and welcome Good to Channel God. 5 News. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Banana Peel. <laughs> this is my username online. And Tom Campbell. The Apple, stars, the Apple caretakers, Corp. and the toilet cleaners of the Cultolic Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> the Smackdown flavoured one. Yeah. Blue and white, up all night, as they say. And because it was my birthday a few weeks ago, I'd say a special thank you to Stephen Scullers for sending a lovely birthday card here. Look, as I'm showing up there, which could be very exciting for people listening to the audio version of this. Um, and it's just a thank you. You are obviously very nice and stuff like that. Obviously, very private stuff. But he just says, I'm the, I'm the dog's bollocks. Well basically. done, mate. And also said... Uh, relevant to SmackDown Podcast, here's Snoopy playing tennis because why not? So thank you to Stephen for a lovely, uh, for that lovely badge of Snoopy tennis for Matthew. He's, uh, Stephen also sent me a lovely t-shirt and a lovely message as well. So thank you very much, Stephen. That's very kind. Uh, he went to a lot of trouble. Merry Christmas to you, sir. Thank you, Stephen Skoda's Snoopy tennis to you. Snoopy tennis to you too. I like that. But yeah, that great, um, I like how you called us blue and white and up all night. I'd have gone with blue and white and full of shite, me. <laughs> That seems more apropos. Talking about yourself there, pal Tom. How are you doing, sir? Oh, it's cold. Christ, it's cold. And I don't normally feel the cold. Like, I've normally got some insulation that keeps me happy during the winter. But I am feeling cold. And the and, and Alex, my, my wife-to-be, she gets cold really easily. She's got very cold bones. She's a cold person. Not really. She's lovely. Um, so there's been many occasions where she'll go, you're not cold. I go, no, I'm fine. And I woke up this morning and I went, oh, a bit chilly this morning. And she went, well, in that case, I'm dead. If you're a bit chilly, like I've got frostbite probably. It's like minus, it's like minus four when I walked in this morning. Minus four. Horrible. Do you always get annoyed that chilly is a description of saying I'm cold, but chilly the food is bastard hot. The English language is fucking Who came serious. up with that? <laughs> Right, right, lads. Iceland's going to be full of green and Greenland's going to be full of ice. <laughs> so, uh, good English people. What's a single, what's a singular version, word? For, so we've got rat. What if, what if there's, what if there's um, a multiple of a rat? Uh, we call them rats. Okay, so I've got a mouse. So a plural would be mouses. No, mice. Why? <laughs> okay, we've got, what about this? There's more than one sheep. I oh, will call them sheep. 
<laughs> the English language is buggered. Yeah, because English language is like the Alliance right now. We'll let any blo- anybody in and make a mess of it. <laughs> of also, I had a sick day yesterday. A day, what? A day before recording this. Oh, my God. I, I had a sick day because um, I got caught in the rain. Wasting my time on the ground. Uh, if you know that song, 10 points to you from the Daredevil soundtrack from 2001. Um, I got caught in the rain uh, on three occasions. <laughs> on Tuesday. Once go for my run in the morning, again leaving the office to meet um, Alex and her and her mum and dad in town, and then again having nipped home to feed the cat. <laughs> Three times I got caught in the rain, and I got home, and I was like, I feel like arse. Um, and then I end up saying, like, I, I think I sat in bed, I put news videos together, they just went to Adam, look, I might just stay home today because I don't feel well. <laughs> But the news is written, and mm. there we go. But oh, so I had a whole, I had a sick day yesterday, and I slept for about. I woke up at six, went back to sleep at about half seven, and I think I slept till about one in the afternoon. Yeah, oh. it sounded like you needed it, mate. I think I needed it. I think I needed it. I'm sorry to be laughing, and like you tell me this thing about. Oh, you no, you can laugh at me having a sick day. It's I, fine. I imagine just you said I got caught in the rain, like when I was out for my run. Because we're talking about stains, and you start singing that bloody Daredevil song, so I can actually shut my eyes and picture like the guy from Stains singing like. And I keep on running <laughs> from my problems. And it's just you in slow mo. It's all like poorly lit and dimly lit. Sobbing. And it's just like, roll as I go. you know, it looks like because you do it slow motion, that music's playing. <laughs> it looks like even though you're running, obviously in burning cardio, you're thinking about like, my life's decisions. What am I, doing? <laughs> I need to buy a shed and all the other things that you see people in new metal stuff doing. <laughs> and I feed my cat tonight. <laughs> I buy a shed tonight. But yeah, so I've bingo the name of the dog. <laughs> Go on, pal. What's quite nice is is that when I get ill, my body's still quite good at just like getting ill and then getting it out again. Yeah. So like I woke so last night I went, Do you know what? I think I'm alright to go in. I'm feeling a little bit better. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, Yeah, I feel fine. I just had to have a day where like I, I just have one very intense day. I like just I need to be sick. Yeah. I'll be sick and then I'm back again with the ill behaviour. Yeah. Um, by the way, throughout all of this, and it's, it's sensible to point this out, I did take COVID tests and at no mm. point was it COVID. Obviously, if I tested positive for COVID, I wouldn't come in because why would I ruin everybody else's fucking day? So mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. But and now, so Tom's getting out of bed, still at slow motion, doing the fades between the cuts for more effect. And he's going, I'm going to lie to work <laughs> and tell him I didn't have COVID. Camera pans over the right. There's the COVID test that says positive and the cat <laughs> looking up and going like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I got to go in. I got to be a man tonight. And Pablo goes, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> His little red hat. Um, and, but, and, you, and you're in the work and your shorts are still raining. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't put a coat on. <laughs> oh, get the bus. Oh. <laughs> oh, you could also tell I absolutely razzed my voice last weekend as well because it's only just coming back. I love it, like... Tom, because obviously, I know, just like even more preamble before this, but just like Tom, like, <laughs> oh no, Tom, like on Monday, sorry, I, I can't redo really the work because I put my voice out. See Tom on the Friday, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's a microphone, but I'm gonna <laughs> yell it anyway. <laughs> I'm Tom Campbell of Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, Petunia, I don't know what's happened. It must I must be the winter. I don't understand why I'm all. <laughs> Well, poorly. <laughs> room full of people saw him doing it to himself. <laughs> I don't know what happened. There's, ev- there's evidence and the, the scene of the crime was filmed. 
Um, but no, I'm good that you rest yourself because you know. Yeah. You can't you can't do the candle burn yourself at both ends. Candle in the wind. <laughs> How are you? More important than Better than, than me. Diana. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> are we all? I. <laughs> Jesus. Always comes down to Diana. Whenever she, gets, whenever she has any slightest reference of her on the Twitch streams, by the way, everyone's like, hang on, hang on, I'm going to say, we all know the Princess Anna jokes. We all know the yeah. best of, the greatest hits. But you know what? Play them again, Sam. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm doing all right. I, I'm doing the weird thing where I was very tired last night. I did DDP yoga on Monday, and I'm still feeling it. Can we not call it stinker yoga? <laughs> it doesn't sound that impressive when I say stinker it. Stinker yoga. It's a stinker when he's away from me. <laughs> well, you know, he sucks... You know what? That's the effect this, this podcast has. Well, it looks like shit in 2001. I better do his yoga. <laughs> so I did that, and I forgot just how bloody intense yoga could be. So I'm like, fine. So I've had that thing where the body's like, all right, like you're not going to be doing any running in the, in the, in the rain either. Running in the rain, doing so like, yes, for yoga. Right. So like yesterday, I'm like, all right, I'm pretty tired. So I'll just, just go to bed. But I did that thing where if, you, if I go to bed too early... Like early, early, it's before midnight. You know, it was like barely 11 p.m. as I'm settled down. Uh, my body will do the thing where I wake up bright and easy and ready for the day at like 5 a.m. Nice. I'm like, so I have to tell my body, no, 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 we're doing a long one. And then suddenly my body turns into Manuel from 40 Towers. It's like, <laughs> okay, no, like, no, no, go to bed. So I just like resting there, watching more what happened videos about my, my muscles. That's become my go to sleep thing. Uh-huh. Um, Welcome, everybody. You know, just that voice helped me go to bed. But then it doesn't really work. But then eventually, you know, that half an hour before you have to get up, your body goes, oh, sleep. So you do that weird thing where your body's like, you're both tired and awake. But I'm like, no, I had enough sleep. But not enough second sleep, I guess. (laughs) That's happened happened to me where where your body decides, like half an hour before your alarm goes off. Yeah, you're right. I am tired. Mm. (laughs) You piece of shit. But yeah. But you know (laughs) So I'm good and bad, but mostly good. I'm mostly Snoopy Tennis. Thank you, Stephen Scothers. Thank you. So we should move on to the next bit of this lovely podcast, shouldn't Let's we, see Tom? if we can remember, if Matthew can remember what the next bit is. Mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> so I test you. Thank you for these. Uh, next week's our last one of the year, by the way. Last Aww, episode of the year next I got ours if that's the <laughs> Last, it, oh, oh, not yeah, last episode ever. Time, you know. Yeah, time is a construct of, of human, human perception. perception. Uh, last week, next week is the last episode of the Smackdown Review for 2022. Uh, so your last chance to drop in an email. Shall we preface this in saying then it's going to be the last one we do is the one post September 11th? No, no, no. We've got one more before then. That's because what I mean. Yeah, yes, we've got two weeks time, isn't it? Well, no, the next one that we do after this, this is the, this is the 30th of August. What's that? 31, Snoopy? 1, 2, What's 3, that? 4, 40 5, love. Yeah, let's just distract from the fact that I can't count. That's all right, yeah. <laughs> 6th of September. Tom's talking rubbish, one. isn't he, Snoopy? How does Snoopy talk? Uh, Snoopy doesn't talk, he doesn't does he? He doesn't talk, does he? Oh, bollocks. <laughs> if it's ruined now, Tom, go I'm on, read, I'm Snoopy, man. <laughs> Gonna fly my kennel like oh, a plane. It's Ross's impression of me. Fantastic. <laughs> How you doing, pal? How you doing, pal? I'm going to fly my kind of like it's a plane. It's so bad when someone does an impression of you to your face and someone nearby goes, oh, it sounds just like you. And you're like, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> Sorry, what's in, what's in the lovely mailbag this week? Mailbag, got some mail here. Hi, Tom and Math. Long time listener to all the classic reviews. First time emailer. Listening to the SummerSlam watch along. I am one of those who listens rather than watching the pay-per-view. Ooh. You, you coward. 
I had a thought towards the end of the podcast about a role reversal of the invasion. WWF wrestlers who were invading WCW, but the storylines were the same, i.e. it was Kimberly Page being stalked by The Undertaker. See where we're going? So this is like the bizarro invasion. Well, I think people would have but people would have looked at that and gone, "Yeah, you know what? Fair play." <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, he would have ended up marrying her knowing the Undertaker. Yo, what? You think my wife's hot, Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> what do you crowd think? Yeah, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm the stinker, crime ink. Can you make me <laughs> make me famous? <laughs> okay, make me, bozo. Make me rest in peace. I am, make me a bozo. <laughs> Under scum taker. Under scum. <laughs> I'm walking here. So who in the WWF would you cast in the following roles? Right, so on. the Booker T role. The last champion who takes a pay cut to work their ass off but still gets shoved down the cart and takes Ooh. a few years to get back up. I would probably say Kurt Angle. I was going to say, yeah, definitely. I think Kurt Angle would be the guy that would yeah. get over there, get jobbed out, but eventually earn his stripes. Uh, the DDP role, i.e. another main eventer who takes a pay cut to be humiliated and turned into the stinker. Well, the Undertaker, possibly. Or Chris Jericho. Yeah, Jericho's used to that treatment, given that that's mm. what happened to women at the WWF from WCW. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. The RVD role, the wrestler who gets really over Ooh. despite being associated with the invasion. That's got to be Steve Austin. Jeff Hardy. Oh, Jeff Hardy. I think he was bullying, bullying under people. Austin's not over no matter what. Oh, okay, fair enough. Imagine, all right, so... Oh, here come the heel Hardys. Carl, like, we're not going to boo them. Right, with you. Yeah, so yeah, I think the Hardy boys would probably... The Hardy boys would be a good shout. The Hardy, the Hardy boys collectively. Yeah, that'd be good, because then three count be like, hey, who are these three count knockoffs? <laughs> the Sean Stasiak role, i.e. the wrestler they, they rehire just to humiliate and sack again. Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H's return. From... Oh, you think you're too good to, you know, not be paid enough money for WCW in 94. Ooh, yeah, whatever. Uh, ooh, ooh, uh, Maybe X-Pac? Oh, that's a better one, actually. actually oh, yeah. Oh, Xbox a good one. The Steve Austin role, i.e. the WCW champion who inexplicably defects to the invasion despite tenuous links to the WWF. So this would be somebody on the WCW mm. side that would join the WWF despite tenuous links. Um, I'm trying to think of who was main event in the uh, very end there. Diesel. Maybe, yeah. I was going to say DDP. Because DDP would be like, I always wanted to work for Vince. Even though he's a bozo, I can see Nash doing it because he was there. Yeah, before. Nash would be a good DDP. Show. DDP, apart from that one time he drove the honky tonk man down the ring, his pink Cadillac uh, yeah. didn't. Ah, uh, that probably makes more sense. Yeah, uh, love what you guys do with all the tangents and the bollocks. Keep up the good work, lads. That's from Joe Fuchs. He Thank certainly you. does. Thank you, Joe Fuchs. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do a mocking thing then go at the end of DDP Rook by Tuvac from Voyager. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't want to help myself up to more Star Trek comparisons. But thank you for the lovely question. Uh, oh, good. You haven't got any of those this week. Don't worry. <laughs> Something else, though, but certainly not that. Tope con A up, Mr. Matthew and Mr. Campbell. About a year ago, I shared my story with both of you on your Twitch streams about when I was in hospital and listening back through the classic SmackDown reviews. Yes. I remember. I was trying not to howl at laughing so hard at remembering Big Boss Man's chocolate dogs that a nurse rushed over thinking I was in a state of severe life-threatening pain. <laughs> it's good work what we do. Um, however, today's story takes me to my workplace. Uh -oh. I had the pleasure of working for our amazing NHS. And yesterday, yep. whilst finishing up my admin for the day, I put, up, put, up, put on your dulcet tones in the background as the rest of the office had already left. 
I mean, that's a roll of the dice putting this bollocks on in oh, a public no. place. Jesus Christ. Well I've Alex has caught me listening to this sometimes just because I was listening back to see, did I take that thing out that we said? And um, Alex caught me going, yeah, right. why do you... Why? <laughs> that was it. I, was pl- I started playing her a, a Canemus Carol from last year. Tom listened to himself. I listened back to us as a collective. And <laughs> on loudspeaker. Yeah. I wanted Alex to hear me to be. Yeah. She loves it. Actually, I tell you what, she doesn't love it. Um, her words were, so this is work, is it? Oh, we've paid the council tax all year. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, hey, you haven't seen Undertaker stink up the joint. Yeah, you think you've, got, you think you've had a tough day at the office. Uh, yeah. I had to watch an Undertaker match from 2001. <laughs> During the SummerSlam 01 watch-along, when you were both shilling your respective Black Friday deals, Matthew spouted the line, you could save some money by not buying a gift for Test because he's dead. <laughs> Just as I took a massive swig of tea, the tea burst out my mouth like the shock master through a paper wall, causing me to try and block the escaping liquids, ruining my work laptop. There's a receipt attached to this. Math. As an invoice. Unfortunately, in doing so, I used my hand, which was holding my mug, causing me to spill the entire mug over the laptop, which sparked out faster than Bart Gunn's wobbly noggin Ah. at WrestleMania 15. (laughs) Jeepers. Send us a bill. No, don't. Um, Much like with the poor nurse, I was unable to fully explain the reasons behind my actions influenced by yourselves. Please consider a safety warning for future episodes. (laughs) Jeez. Yes, I'm the, so proud of this. The last, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like we shouldn't really be destroying NHS equipment during this difficult time. <laughs> this is like the, uh, this is like the PT, PTE scandal where we didn't have any masks. Um, anyway. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yes, in all seriousness, thank you for all your amazing content. As an NHS worker that was frontline during the heights of COVID, finding an yeah. escape was never easy, but you guys definitely have me something to, gave me something to laugh about and still do. Whether it's Davy Boy's illustrious food empire, <laughs> the fall and rise of Test's N64 glory, <laughs> or unnecessarily lengthy discussions of Bovril and emails, it's always a blast listening to you guys talk about the complete shite. <laughs> Occasionally the craps. Lots of love and a million kisses. <sighs> million words as well. Uh, Jay, <laughs> <laughs> Jay Burton on Jay from Burton on Trent in the Midlands. Way hey. Tom better be doing his best accent to accommodate this. Well, now you've asked me, I won't. AKA <laughs> Beer Town slash. Oh, come on. The home. <laughs> <laughs> the email's still going on. The home of the Marmite and Bovril factory. Brackets. This place fucking stinks of yeast. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my god all that email needed was a Tony Schiavone we're out of time <laughs> folks but no that, thank, thank you thank you Jay sincerely in our way of oh. being sincere where we obviously laugh and take the piss no genuinely thank you very much um, oh. again happy to help in our own tiny stupid way during again what was a horrible time for humanity in general but an even worse time for the magnificent people of the NHS the thankless task should be said. And I'm yeah. happy that me and Tom could break your shit. Fair play. Like people like Jay from in the NHS working like 19, 20 hour shifts. I With mean, broken you, laptops. I mean, you filled 18 hours of that <laughs> writing that email. Hard at work. Yeah, right. 
Oh, we're joking. We're joking. We love you. We love you. <laughs> hey, Matt Hancock's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't. The man is an arse. Um, yeah. Jay, you are the best of people. Oh. Thank you very much for the kind words. Oh, Thank God. you for the story. And we wish you nothing but love over Christmas. Honest to God, we are so grateful to have the NHS here in the UK. Uh, and, and over Christmas, they are inundated, not just with people who are falling ill because of so far fucking cold it is. We're expected to see an influx uh, of people in hospitals this year because of the, the dropping temperatures and this ridiculous energy bill crisis that we're going through in the UK that we shouldn't be facing. So the NHS is going to be inundated with that on top of the usual illnesses and the usual fucking idiots that overdo it at Christmas time who suddenly go, I got pissed and fell on a flight of stairs. I need help immediately. God bless the NHS. And if you're one of our amazing NHS workers that listen to this, holy hell, th th this podcast is, is, the, is, is barely, a, barely a grain of sand in the, in the great desert of, of gratitude that we owe you. Yes. Thank you. Having said that, it is um, mildly amusing to me just picturing it that you work at the NHS and you're in hospital for a bit. So you just like, right, that's the end of me shift. And you just got in bed. <laughs> Sorry. Good night. I had to say it, but thank you very much. Please move on, Tom. Bless you. Evening, chaps. Hope you're doing it is well. Now. <laughs> Evening, chaps. Hope you are both doing well as always. Just wanted to say how happy it made me to hear Math nominate Jason David Frank for the podcast Hall of Fame oh. this past week. He was truly an iconic piece of so many childhoods for people who grew up in the 90s and beyond. And by all accounts, it seemed like an incredibly inspiring man. Yep. Even at age 29, I now have shelves full of Power Rangers collectibles. So they clearly made an impression on me. Well, of course. Adults only people who could afford the fucking toys. <laughs> it's true, actually. They were anyway, sorry, sorry, I shouldn't be interrupting this. No, they were very expensive. Due to Matthew's lovely short overlook, it brought me to this idea for a wrist piss that I was going to send oh. into the proper podcast but felt it may be more appropriate based in a timeline where Power Rangers would have still been cool, like in 2001. Uh, you know what? Mm. It's We've still got... We'll still have more idea of it than, uh, than Ross or Jack. So it's very true. Enough, it's yeah. very true. And, and, and I'm glad you send it into the classic SmackDown review, you know, where we embrace long-as-fuck emails. <laughs> And I do apologize, Tom. Oh, you should. Oh. If you're not very high on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers lore, as I'm aware, you're of a certain vintage. So if that's the case... <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. What's, go on. Of what's, your memory, what's your memory of uh, Power Rangers before going any further? Well, my little brother used to watch it for school. So I used to watch oh, it with him. Okay. So there I've, we got, go. I've got a bit of a grasp of, of, of what goes on, of the baddies. I remember when Rita was the main baddie. Oh, okay, good, yeah. And yeah. then Lord Zed yep. came down and, and basically she got, I think she got sacked for, for, for being inappropriate at her job and Lord Zed took over. And then didn't they have an affair? Yeah, yeah they absconded together in a, in a big caravan. They did, didn't they? In a space caravan while the uh, robot army took over. And then one and day... And so it'd be like a good bit of filler. It's like, hang on, there's not enough of this Japanese show we've, we've basically copy-pasted. So <laughs> meanwhile, Lord Zed and Rita try and set up the microwave. <laughs> basically, you just have these cutbacks of them just being a lovely couple. I always liked those bits because like, no, they make a lovely couple. Anyway, sorry, go on. So we, you actually one day, know me and, my, me and my younger brother went to the pub and I think we spent a good hour talking through what would have happened if Ivan Ooze had joined Celebrity Big Brother... <laughs> So I've got, we've got a fair idea of, of who is what and where is why. Um, 
Okay, so so I am a little bit aware. You are Zordon, and you have to recruit a team of wrestlers to become the Power Rangers, as well as their almighty evil villains, of course, too, uh, by having them fit these traits. <clears throat> Lord Zed, extremely over despite being a heel, would like a good faction around them, but all their henchmen suck. Ric Flair. <laughs> Actually, Ric Flair's not a bad shout. I'm trying to think of somebody else who's got a Imagine really... Lord Zed with a big fuck-off robe. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd like that a lot. Who else had a really shit faction of people? Ted DiBiase. Oh, I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never take that. That's a good faction. You hold, oh, sorry. You hold your tongue. I'm going to say Ted DiBiase. Oh. The Million Dollar Corporation. Oh, they're, 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 they're crappers. Million Dollar Corporation is, is exactly what a millionaire would, would buy, but if the millionaire was really tight. <laughs> Rita Repulsa. Very bloody annoying on promos. We'll try the same tactics in matches that never result in wins. That's got to be Steph. I was scared. Yeah. Take it out. Steph McMahon. <laughs> Goldar. Thick as pig shit. <laughs> Pretends he's really good, but would rather run away than get beaten. Big show. <laughs> yep. Big show. Oh. <laughs> the Blue Ranger. Intellectual. Not the best at fighting, but instead mm. tries to think their way out of a situation. Lance Storm. Good shout. Uh, I would say Kurt Angle. The Yellow Ranger, very brave despite being easily overpowered when left alone, but fights with great speed. Spike Dudley. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah. It's 2001 people use it. Yeah, I'm using one people. Uh, I'll pick Molly Holly. Which makes the Ric Flair one even better because the last faction the Flair had was the Magnificent oh, Seven. Oh, God, yeah, there we go. Now it works. <laughs> uh, the Black Ranger, bit of a joker, likes to be a showman, tends to stay calm when in a tight spot. Bit of a joke. Chris Jericho. Uh, bit of a maverick or break the speed limit. <laughs> There's no one around. Uh, Canyon. Oh, nice. The Pink Ranger. Extremely athletic. Clearly had gymnastics training. Everyone fancies them. I did fancy the Pink Ranger. Jet from Gladiators. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong podcast. Um, Pink Ranger. Everyone fancies them. 2001, Trish? yeah, it'd be Trish, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be your best shout. Uh, or Jeff Hardy. Uh, Red Ranger, believe themselves to be the leader of everyone, but really isn't. A strong fighter, however, and has a great work rate. I mean, that could be Kurt Angle again, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the, lead, I'm the boss of uh, Team WF, right? And like, yeah. Like, no. Yeah, okay, Kurt's a good one. Green Ranger, the actual leader, oh, was yes. convincing as a heel, but better as a face. Someone who everyone thinks is cool as fuck and could still batter you. Steve Austin? Yeah, Steve Austin's a good shout. <laughs> he summons his dragon's orb by yelling what into his sword flute. <laughs> right. He comes out, what in synth? <laughs> what? <laughs> I did try to not make this too long. We have fucking failed. <laughs> I like Salty Tom. Otherwise, I'd be putting a ton of characters in that you'd never heard of at all. Well, thanks for not making it too long. Oh, and I fucking... Oh, go on, Columbo. P.S. <laughs> I was going to put Ivan Ooze in there, however. Oh, yeah. He was buried underground for years, can shoot lightning from his hands, and when found underground, he hatched from an egg. So clearly he's the undertaker in an alternative timeline. That's very good, actually. That's very good. Hey, bozo, Ivan Ooze, you're stalking my wife. Thanks, guys, for giving me something to listen to so I don't go insane on my own every night. Much love. And that's from Dan Rush. What a rush indeed. What Thank a... you very much, Dan Rush. I appreciate that. And even better, 
not just be out of respect for a man who was who loved the, the character and franchise that he was associated with mm. for decades, also appearing many times. It also was a lovely series of a lovely cartoon intro that irrelevant to Call the Holic goes Dilla 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 so go, go, Diddler Rangers. Diddler, diddler. <laughs> Classic at coltaholic.com. If you want to send an email in, it's your last chance for the year next week. Should we have a little look yeah, at the world? A, there's a strike on. <laughs> Should we have a little look at the world of the rest? Oh, go on then, yes. Cling. More preamble, please. Just a, just a few little bits, and then we'll get into smack of down for this week. The Ooh. WWF had their investors call this week. Uh, so the World Wrestling Federation releasing its first quarter earnings, revealing total revenue is $90.7 million, which is down from last this time last year, which was 101.9. So they're losing money. Um, oh, no. Live and televised. Oh, my anus bleeds. <laughs> live and televised revenues down 4%. Oh. Live event revenues down from 186 to 14.9 million. Attendance was down from 611,000 to 415,000 in total. Oh, that's actually quite bad. Pay-per-view revenues were up though, thanks to Invasion, which got us one which which went uh, to 1.4 as opposed to 1.2 for last year. Okay. Uh, thanks to the agreement with Viacom to air WWF programming, TV rights fees more than doubled. Uh, advertising revenue was also down by 17%. The company blamed this on advertisers not wanting to spend money to buy time on Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> of course they did. Uh, merch was down. It's their fault for not wanting to sponsor or advertise, I should say, in a crap show. Yeah, why don't you want to watch our crap show? It's from WWF New York, the home of Jimmy Hart Pasta. Uh, merchandise last year was 26.7 million. This year it's 18.3. So even mer merch is that's hmm. quite a tumble for merch, to be fair. Uh, Linda McMahon was on the call uh, to discuss. How are the t shirts doing? <laughs> <She's> <laughs> she said that the ones that Earl sat in the car park are doing much hey. better. She said the first quarter had been a challenging one. And that the WWF had been affected by the overall economy, just like many businesses had. She used the dreaded term work in progress once again, which is the same term the WWF used describing the XFL after its launch. Oh. That lost $120 million. Um, but she used it this time referring to the WCW and ECW um, working relationship, saying the company was happy with how everything was going. And there were plans to separate the brands early next year. She wanted to make sure the new brand could hold its own before giving it a shot. And the best thing to do is create stars on that new brand and not bury them week to week. Phew, glad as fuck they don't do that. Spoiler, they do. Uh, she said the company are planning on opening an office in London to handle international affairs. And there were plans to run well, more overseas events and pay-per-views. Anyone know about affairs international or local? It's Vince McMahon. Hey! Allegedly. Uh, thing is about these, these shows abroad, uh, WWF, according to the Wrestling Observer, are planning more stuff uh, away from the domestic market because, as we can tell, it's, it's pretty worn out with the old wrestling at the moment. Yep. Uh, the addition of a second touring company next year is going to lead to potential overseas touring. The holdback is that two days of television per week uh, mean that it's going to be difficult to have two rosters at the moment because they want to need like the key people for TV twice a week. But at the same time, they say that. But do you know that in 1995, right? Or was it 94? I think it was 95. 
There was a one point in 95 and actually 94 where WWF had three touring brands, yeah. three touring rosters. At the time where the roster was at its shittest, they were sending three groups of people out to do live events. I believe that there was one live event that was headlined by Greg Valentine versus Bob Backlund in 1995. I remember some of those, the fan cams are 93, 94, and they are depressing and how small they are. Uh, but it's amazing. I think it was during the period 94, 95, when they would say, hey, if you would like us to hold a, uh, an event for you, let us know. So we there's some birthdays. really small, yeah, there's some gyms where there's photos of it and you go, this can't be right. Mm. I think it turned out for me bloody birthday party. They, um, they finally figured that out by just going, let's just run less and make them bigger yeah, deals. I don't know why they did that earlier, but like, um, there's one fan cam I've got. It's the main event, Razor Ramon defending his icy title against uh, Quebec Pierre. <laughs> Rough. Rough. Uh, as well as the, the, the economy being knackered, as well as domestic business being knackered, the wrestlers are knackered. Uh, the Observer says schedule is definitely getting a lot to these guys. By the house show reports this week, we were getting some pretty miserable reports. The difference mentally between doing four days a week on the road and five is enormous. Because when you consider flying home, nobody really has more than a day at home per week in their schedule. Uh, this is cake compared to the 80s, says Dave, where they legit ran 1,000 house shows a year as opposed to 200. Guys often working eight days a week, on occasion nine. The travel was tons harder. The mental strain clearly was regarding not getting home. Uh, the physical punishment is likely harder now because it's a much tougher style and the crowds are harder to please because they've seen so much. But the mental strain of making all those shows was harder then as well. Anyway, they did their experiment about what SmackDown Live would mean to the ratings, so hopefully things could get back to normal. Lots of bang up guys now and a lot of wrestlers are keeping injuries quiet for fear that taking time off will make them out of sight and out of mind with so much competition for prime time airtime. So so to, to summarize, you know, Dave Meltzer's words there, they are they are working still less than they did in the 80s, but you can't really at this point get away with you know, hot dogging grandstanding and a headlock and a finishing move. Like the crowds are wanting more and more out of you. And there's so many people vying for so few slots that everybody's carrying on working because they get taken off the road and they'll get forgotten about and replaced by a Lance Storm or a, or a Chavo Guerrero or whatever. So there's a lot of fear in the roster, but they're all just knackered. It's a to oh one like is 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 a really weird year for the WWF because then because whilst it's the hottest angle in theory you could ever do, gosh, it's just everyone's just run down. Like it's and it's, it sort of feels like the, the the embers of the attitude era are just what's keeping it ticking over. But uh, those are all the notes I've got for this week. I told you I'd keep them brief. In your life. No. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. Yes, everyone's spent. Well, hopefully the viewers at home are not. And so we will keep you up, get you revved up. Let's get, get you revved up. Steroids and revved caffeine. Oh, and here we can. This will get you pumped. Austin is here with his arm taped up like DDP's ribs. Sorry, I mean DDP's career right now. <laughs> he's here to watch RVD and Taz take on Angle and Jericho on Monday Night Raw. Austin assists and bonks Jericho at the post and distracts Angle to allow Taz to get the the, the Taz mission on Kurt Angle. Taz in a Raw main event getting the... Oh, sorry, no. Angle reverses it into Olympic Slam for the win. <laughs> Bloody hell. Then Austin attacks afterwards and steals Kurt Angle's gold, like Benoit. Hopefully that's the only thing they have in common. And that leads us to the beautiful witty, the beautiful woo. 
da, 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 da. There it the is. Beautiful <laughs> Winnie, the beautiful Woody, the beautiful Woody. Didn't oh. we agree? <laughs> oh, not scrummy at all, is it, Tom? Didn't we agree that we would go Woody, wee, Woody, Woody? I think we did, but I want to try something different. Okay, I appreciate you trying. Like Einstein, I turned myself a different colour than I wanted to be. Uh, like Einstein, I put my fingers into my eyes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Brings us to SmackDown. Oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> the Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit. Oh, WWE hosted numerous shows at this arena, including Survivor Series pay-per-view 91, 99, and 05. I don't know why they like that arena so much for Survivor Series. Thank you. RVD, if it gets crap, I'll just say that. RVD and Jericho tonight will take on The Rock. No, RVD and Rhino will take on The Rock and Jericho in the main event. But right now, we start with the real main event. Test, trying to download a 40 gigabyte day one patch for the next FIFA. He's got that run in the back, so he's coming out with his tag team partners tonight, the Dudley Boys. On Monday Night Raw, Test took on Bradshaw, but Shane O'Mac interfered to help Test win. Test needed help to, to win a singles match against a tag guy. Stick to Maricot circuit, Test. Why did Michael Cole go, this unusual new friendship between Shane and Test? Like, they've been on our friends for years. Yeah. And then why they act like it's a new thing? Cole just doesn't do any research for the Shane McMahon stuff. He's like, uh, or Test. He's like, why did Test turn on... His friends Did you have, like, who beat the shit out of him. <laughs> have amnesia when it comes to tests. Yeah. Test, <laughs> test Who's amnesia. that guy? A guy Simpson, so boring. Eh? Yeah, yeah, a guy so boring, he can't remember anything about him. <laughs> the APA is taking them on tonight and have Big Show with them. And the crowd loves him again for some reason, for the second week in a row. Uh, Fruit takes a reverse 3D. So I'll put here a D3. Is that the best you could write, Ooh, Matthew? Nice. Jesus Christ. To allow Test to get the advantage over Big Farouk. As Taz yells, nut for nothing on commentary. He is on one tonight, by the way. <laughs> big Show gets the big fat tag, and the crowd adore him and his girth. <laughs> All three lads have to team up to land the 3D after they failed one last week. Wow, I like the uh, storyline here. Like, I oh, loved that. We couldn't do this last week just ourselves. Let's all of us do them, and they do it. A double flapjack and Bubba doing the cutter. Um, that looks sweet. Then Bradshaw ignores everything that's just happened, delivers the clothesline from Detroit to end it to another very big pop. Wow. A nice little match here to start the show and let the hosses loose. Oh, I kind of wish that that big 3D had won it. Right. That felt like the finish. But then Bradshaw went, no, we have to win. <laughs> you prick. Clothesline from Detroit. <laughs> 17,000 in attendance tonight. And all of them... Get up and gan Raj for Kurt Angle as he heads to the ring. 17,000 for a SmackDown? That must be exaggerated. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Saying, it's like, oh, we'll run our ass currently with the ratings and the attendance. Uh, 17,000 here in Joe Lewis Arena. He must be thrilled. <laughs> Kurt Angle explains he is mad at the Alliance, not appreciating his offering of milk when they were eating cookies for Austin Appreciation Night. Huh, he says. <laughs> Austin took his gold, so Angle's going to take Austin's gold. The golden nugget cereal that you can't buy anymore because it tastes like... Uh, sorry, no, wait. It's the WF title that Austin has around his waist. Kurt Angle reminds us that Benoit took them from him. I already said that. And Kurt Angle got them back, so show up and get trash, Austin. And instead, Booker T shows up, looking as hard as the how-to-play screen on an arcade game. <laughs> 
Shane, look at me. McMahon hands his son the mic, and Booker says, Kurt's got to be kidding him. Booker says he's been robbed too, as The Rock robbed him for his title at SummerSlam. Booker says the Olympics mean nothing. Angler says, why? Has the Spinner Rooney been allowed in the Olympics? Uh, why don't you leave the ring and finish your Soul Train audition, says Kurt, in a uh, very questionable racial comment there. You almost Which thought, got a really big pop from the Joe Louis uh, Arena. You almost thought that comment came from OSW Review. <laughs> uh, Booker says, tell me you didn't just say that. And Kurt mocks him for being sharp because Booker can't escape that one episode, The Weakest Link, he was on a few months ago. Booker says he knows things like the crime rate of the city being high because tonight he's going to mug Kurt Angle. <laughs> I wish That's not murder. a bad line by Booker T. It was a great line. I wish he'd said murder, though, now you've said that. <laughs> going to mug yeah. Kurt Angle. Cramatize, so I'm going to steal your wallet. It's like, <laughs> you could kill him. Just a thought. The crime rate's high, and tonight I'm going to identity fraud Kurt Angle. Tom's comments next week. Well, you know, it's uh, rings are down and it's issues having, people having to do double duty because Kurt Angle was murdered last week by Booker T. <laughs> Kurt Angle, though, doesn't, doesn't want to let on that he's been murdered. So now he's, his zombie-fied <laughs> corpse is still coming into work just in case Chris Canyon gets a fucking decent slot. Come on, come on, Tom. I was just having a little laugh here. You didn't need to bring real-life Kurt Angle into this. <laughs> Something that would genuinely happen. Sorry, I got that mixed up with my TNA Impact Classic <laughs> yeah. review. Sorry about that. Uh, Kurt... <laughs> Kurt isn't asked about Booker. So he's like, yeah, sure, as a United, whatever. So Shane tries to sneak attack Kurt, but you're not messing with 01, red, white, and blue French Kurt Angle, who decks both of them, and they both run for their lives because Booker and Shane stink. <laughs> then Austin appears, what, on the Titan Tron and mocks Angle and his medals. What? Austin's round the back of the arena if Kurt Angle wants him. Kurt Angle heads outside and bumps into Tom's mate, Scotty Too Hottie, who tells Kurt that, respectfully, he doesn't want to wrestle women because it's not for him, but he doesn't have anything against other people doing it. So Angle very naturally responds by hounding him off Twitter. <laughs> very measured there, Kurt. Well done. Measured response there. Yeah, cheers, pal. <laughs> what do you think this will be segment, Tom? <laughs> well, with that promo, the, do we think the Angle bit went on too long? <laughs> Which one of the four segments? Jeez. I mean, it's true, yeah. Like, from the moment Angle walked out, I just feel like it dragged. I would say it so. It felt but... so hefty compared to, like, the two-and-a-half-minute belter that we had with the APA, Big Show, Dudley's, and and uh, Test. I, I would say because Kurt's so bloody over right now, no, it was fine. No. Then Booker came out and took for ages, and they went back and forth for ages. And then just when you thought the segment had finished, then Austin appears and talks for ages. Um, and Hottie's like, hi, can I have a crumb? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then Scotty turns up a bit, bless him. Um, I thought it was fine. I just thought it felt very long. Very long in the tooth. When you could have had it, you know. May, may, you know. Do we want to give a bit more time to APA? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, would you rather have a longer big show match? Yeah. Or? There's a few things on this show that feel weirdly long. I don't know whether I was just a bit sleepy when I watched it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Scorpio's book. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Well, 20 seconds. Here's the Brothers of Destruction. 
Oh no, wait, it's just Undertaker as we get revealed by Michael Cole. Kane is actually in hospital with his bad arm. I'm just yes. like, no, 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 <laughs> no. He's due back in a couple of weeks. No. Fine. How dare you? I thought you had to wrestle hurt forever. How dare you actually <laughs> get know. medical assistance like that guy was sending that long email? Ross report, Ross report said that his infected elbow is finally getting some treatment, despite the fact that he's worked through it for weeks on end. But he's taking a few. He's taking a couple of weeks just to get it properly looked at, and then he'll be back. Wait, we just heard the live reaction from the crowd. Who's to be told Kane's not going to be here? Uh, <laughs> refund. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kane will not be performing tonight. We're in front of three thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone went home. Uh, Bullshit. Beating the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's okay, though, Tom. It's almost as if Kane's here in spirit because Undertaker will be taking on Albert. <laughs> yes, I'm sure this will definitely be on the same level as Kane versus Albert from a few months ago. Of course it will. Undertaker takes out both men as they try to attack him before the match. Undertaker takes old school and hits the big boot, which allows Albert to nail the derailer and a splash on Undertaker, but he kicks out. Undertaker... Blah, 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 beats up X-Pac, blah, 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 beats up Albert, blah, blah, no sells chair shot, blah, blah. Undertaker has enough, like me, and hits Albert with the chair to lose via DQ. And then he beats up Albert, and then he beats up X-Pac, and then he beats up the referee afterwards. The crowd chants, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Wow, it's fantastic. Oh. Who needs Kane? <laughs> Who needs the KD mark? <laughs> Undertaker is, is, is stuck oh. in invincibility mode at the moment, and it's really fucking annoying. Chad Patton needs to be struck off. <laughs> right? This match... Okay, so, so Undertaker's in the ring. X-Pac and Albert... It's already bad. X-Pac and Albert jump him, and they beat fuck out of him for about 12 nanoseconds. So then Undertaker powers up throws X-Pog out of the ring, and then Chad goes, ring the bell! Like, whoa, dickhead. X-Pog gets into the <laughs> ring with a chair, and whoa. Chad Patton... dickhead. <laughs> Chad Patton is still like, oh, this is fine. Albert comes at, comes at Taker with a chair, Taker boots it into Albert's face, Chad Patton goes, this is fine. And then when Undertaker hits Albert with the chair, that's when the ref goes, whoa, DQ the Undertaker! Poor officiating. No wonder he got beaten up. That and because Crime Inc. is unstoppable right now. Crime Inc. That's it. Remember, Crime Inc. support the troops. Fuck the refs. <laughs> what do you mean mixed signals? Shut up, kid. <laughs> support our police, but also fuck the police. <laughs> support them by fucking them. Support them by fucking them. Yeah, this was... Um, this is Undertaker is dirt worse right now, where he's just like... Like the again, like the like we said the other week with the SummerSlam match, like the the child that is playing cops and robbers, yes. and it's like, no, your bullets missed me, your bullets missed me, nothing hurts. Piece of shit. <laughs> Backstage, Sean Stasiak and Stacy Keebler are back together, just like the last days of WCW. Oh, so you're telling me Lance Storm and Just Incredible can't team up, but they're gonna put Keebler with the Elf. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, because I remember Ke uh, Keebler and Stajak got together at the very end because it was like, Stajak Keebler is pregnant. Who is the father? Um, and that storyline then died a death. And instead, they had 
Stacey Keebler and Sajak come out together with a pram yeah. and go, we're going to reveal our baby. Are you ready? And it was Polaroids of Sean Stajak that they threw in the crowd. That's right. He's my baby. And that's how they got rid of it. I mean... And then Bam Bam Bigelow came out and said something like, you both suck. Bam Bam Bigelow went, I want to tattoo that pretty little thing in the ring. And then Sean Stajak's like, yeah, that's fine. If, if you beat me, you, you can do that because Stacey will do anything for me. And Bigelow went, I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about you. And that's what led to the, the final yep. Bam Bam Bigelow match in WCW, which was if... Bam Bam, if Bam Bam wins, Stasiak gets a tattoo, but Stasiak won. I forgot about that stipulation. Mm. On the last Nitro, Stasiak versus Bigelow happened. That's a hell of a stipulation. They should do it like GC Dub. Like, yeah. all right, I got a tattoo you. Like, in the ring, during intermission, whatever. <laughs> On the ring. But it's like, all right, we're going to do it. No, you know what? Some very dark thoughts popped in my head, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I can't walk around with this. <laughs> I'm glad that you held off some of the darker thoughts. You, you know can... what? I'll let the people at home <laughs> write whatever it was in there. You can head. fill in the blanks on that. Talking of awful of things. Of course, I wrote Matt Hardy is hotter than Jeff. <laughs> uh, clear as still removes bad spots. And endorses though. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And endorses Kurt Angle injuring Raven backstage on Raw, and then Austin finding out that Raven was hurt, and Austin responding by hurting Raven some more. Clearasil doesn't make you look half as good as wearing lugs over your face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Tom. It gets worse. Good. On Raw, Sean Stajak put a bucket full of milk ready for Kurt Angle to run under. Only for it to land on Debs. Wah, wah, wah. Stajak and Keebler do a runner. We then see Debs watching this on SmackDown, trying to act, meaning she goes, oh, oh. Then Keebler presents a sorry present, which is more cookies for Debs. It goes as well as when Mrs. Doyle was given the coffee machine on Father Ted. Debs attacks both of them and they leave, and Debs yells something about those being Starbucks cookies, and the crowd doesn't react because they have no idea what she's fucking going on about. <laughs> bloody usual. Wow, Deborah's getting fucking storylines here. Great. Uh, on, I like Tom. the bit where Deborah swung the cookie tray at Stacy and missed twice. <laughs> dear, dear, dear. Oh, Debs. <sighs> Thanks, Debs. Christian tries to talk to his grandma on the phone, but she's not accepting the charges. Ha, ha, ha. Leave Edge. her alone, bless her. They're always ringing her. Edges. She likes Edge. Edge needs to talk to Christian because Christian keeps getting him title shots so they can be the, so they can be the tag team US King of the Ring champions once more. Edge King says, of the Ring Continental. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. So he says, all right, I've got a match tonight defending my title. And Edge says... Uh, I want to do this by myself, though. And Christian, I completely understand. Yeah, by yourself. Announcer, he did not understand. <laughs> Christian, bless him, getting edge title shots. Bulldog somewhere watching. He goes, why aren't you my <laughs> friend? Getting he gets title shots. Want to be his mate? Let me come back. Oh, he's gone from I've the my jeans. he's gone from the Wigan mines to the salt mines oh, by the sound of things. Oh, salty boy, salty bitch. <laughs> Austin is outside, still waiting, like some 41. In that album, that wasn't as good as the first one, but that was some good hits. He contemplates using Kurt Angle's medals as a hood ornament, and these feel like the WF Attitude for PlayStation 1 uh, promo videos. <laughs> they do feel yeah. like... I've, I've said here that tonight, 
this like the angle and Austin stuff feels like a weird point and click game. Where like the video <laughs> appears, I'm backstage, come and find me. Click to backstage. Oh, he's already left. <laughs> but look, by that car on the hood. <laughs> the gold medals. <laughs> I'm outside, come and meet me. Click to backstage. He's already left. Come on, knock on my door. <laughs> Kurt Angle heads outside and beats up Tommy Dreamer, which is a reasonable response whenever you see Tommy Dreamer. It is, isn't it? Then Austin kind of tries to hit Angle with his car as he drives away, but kind of doesn't, but kind of does, and yells, looking for these, in a camp manner as he drives off. <laughs> did you Thrilling. Ap- did you appreciate... No, did, did you appreciate... The, uh, the the wonderful serendipity of this bit. Serendipity? Yeah. Because Austin... Serendipity, serendopity, women o- are property. <laughs> Austin attempted to run over Angle in the same car park that he got run over Sorry, in 1999. I didn't notice that until you noticed it just now. That's good. You, and they even have almost the same camera angles. As Austin's pulling away, he bashes through the gates. And it's just like, that's the same lighting, the same camera... As when all they needed was Austin to hit his car and then orange balloons come out of the boot. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have been exactly as it was in 99. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's I, the I, same I, car I, park, the Joe Lewis. That's right. I'm sorry, I didn't notice because I noticed uh, Austin going, no, 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 no. Get away from me. You're a mentalist. <laughs> yeah. the way. Looking for these. Uh, uh, uh. Instead of the point and click, we've now gone to those games that you used to see uh, where you'd play over the phone on BBC One. Or whatever, where it's like, oh no, um, there's oh, a car. Like, <laughs> there's a car coming towards you. Press six on your up, phone. Up, Press up, six up, on up, your up, phone. Down, 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 yeah, down, yeah. down, 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 down. Whoop. Ha ha ha. God, rubbish. I and I watch them every single time they're on. Rhino heads the ring for the tag match, and we get a replay of that spear he gave the rock on Raw, and it was a beaut. It's one of these things that pops up on Twitter every few months. I recommend you look for it. The Rock getting bent in half like an Alan Key. Beautiful spear he got here. Jericho and Rock head out together, and I'm not exaggerating when I say you can barely hear the commentators over the Rock's pop, which is good for Cole and bad for Taz. Jericho does some stuff, but like the Neeps at Xmas dinner, everyone knows it's there to set up the Rock tagging in, and the reactions are ridiculous. Uh, did I compare the Rock to Turkey? I think I did. Jericho tries for the walls, but RVD counters to get the kick, kick, kicky, kick advantage. Taz goes off on him, singing, rock, 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 I'm sick of the rock. <laughs> it's because Taz is the size of a pebble. Rock, red hot, tags in and decks RVD and Rhino until Booker shows up to get decked by the rock as well, because why not? Rock sets up the people's elbow and the dive from some dude in the crowd to grab the rock's elbow pad as he gets it thrown in is amazing. Tom, when you post this, do a gif of that, or I will, and I'll get all the likes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but then Shane sends Rock flying because, of course, he does. Uh, so he's because of Shane. Of course, Shane is stronger than RVD, Rhino, and Booker T combined. Mm-hmm. Jericho decks him. RVD decks Jericho, and RVD taunts right into a rock bottom. Booker distracts again, and Rhino gives Rock another spear. Uh, spear. Look at me. A gore. Oh. For the pin. Holy shit. Was I expecting that? No. Rhino pinned the rock. Rhino pinned the rock. Wow. Rhino holds a pinfall victory over Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Spoiler for the end of the podcast. But Rhino holds a pin over the rock. 
Isn't that great? Wow. March was all about the crazy reactions and that one dude giving all, <laughs> diving over all his mates to get the elbow pad, like the biggest scrum you've ever seen. There was uh, a couple of other bits I noticed from this match. Um, I believe this is the debut of The Breakdown which is Chris Jericho's new finisher at this ah. point. He's gone through a few in his time, and he gives us the first... It's like a forward rush, a bit like, the, a bit like Jeff Jarrett's Yeah, it's stroke. exactly the stroke. It's yes. the Jeff Jarrett stroke, but uh, he calls it the breakdown. We don't get it named yet. It doesn't get named mm. it just sort of be, It's a bit of like an ancillary move at this point, but he does end up using it as a, as a finish yes, by does. the end of the year. Also, Jesus Christ, RVD, I think maybe dislocated Jericho's skull when Jericho had... McMahon in the walls of Jericho and Van Damme comes off the top rope with the flying kick and uh, geez I thought he shattered his jaw on it he lands it flush yeah oh. like I said we are during the period now where people are like why wasn't RVD just given the title and all the gold in the world it's because he was kicking the fuck out of people yeah. and hurting them so it was like a, yeah if you can pull your punches well your punches no one's scared of in the slightest I'll take an RVD punch bloody hell but a kick uh, no that this br- point, no. And, and actually on subject of RVD that brief little rock and RVD interaction do we ever get that match on a pay-per-view I don't think I don't so I think we ever did off the top of my head no. No, I don't think we did either. Like I said, because RVD was, he gets his highest push for a while the following few months. And by the time he's at that high level, Rock's long gone. So mm. maybe on Raw, SmackDown, they get maybe a singles match, I want to say. But I'll have to find out in the next coming months. Because like I said, you better do a gif of that dude diving over his mate. Because oh. you can tell he was wearing Adidas Mad <laughs> Handle, which sponsors. <laughs> Adidas sponsors. Ugh, Crap, is it? it Adidas or Adidas? I've always said Adidas. It was I've only until I heard Run DMC song, I thought, oh, maybe it's my ideas. Sponsors Christian getting Edge DQ'd on Raw because Christian was worried that Edge was about to lose his IC title and he saved the title for him. Edge was wrestling Hugh Morris. So Edge was visibly mad at Christian for doing that because <laughs> how dare you? Adidas Mad Handle, only at Foot Locker where you can also buy lugs. Yay! Thou shalt not worship false shoes. <laughs> when you go to a footlocker, if you pick up a pair of Adidas, the, the lugs come to life across the store and just kick fuck yeah. out of you. <laughs> I asked my handle of Steffi McMahon and lugs is China. <laughs> look out, uh, you, you. Anyway... Meanwhile, in William Regal's bloody war room, Regal says bloody Booker T costs bloody Rock the bloody match against bloody Rhino. What bloody next? Then Tori Wilson shows up to sex everywhere. <laughs> She's giving it all, hey, I'm a woman with needs and I need something, Regal. And Regal giving his best Rick Mayle face. Honestly. <laughs> Regal's been waiting for this skit. Oh. Tori asks for a job, so Regal gives her one. Oh! No, actually, uh, Regal declines because she's with the Alliance. Uh, so Tory says, but I love a man with an accent. Accents drive her insane, Regal grins. Dejiri, you drive me crazy. Regal stops grinning. Crowd pops. Mm. Yes, and obviously Dejiri just does Japanese stuff, and she's like, oh, I love it. Lance Storm shows up to complain about dwarves. <laughs> Oh, God, the Booker T dwarf gave him an elbow on Raw, didn't he? I forgot about this Yep. Oh, well, Tajiri impersonates Lance Storm by saying, if I could be serious for a minute. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So Storm (laughs) demands a match with Tajiri later on Bloody Smackdown. 
<laughs> a lot of stuff happening here, uh, but Regal keeping it together. I'm, so Regal, in the news this week, obviously, William Regal is returning to WWE. Is he? Yes. Oh, no one told so, me. Well, <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, I was joking, by the way. <laughs> it's the type of thing people go, Buffy, Matthew doesn't yeah. pay attention to anything now. So really. Tony Khan confirmed as much at the Ring of Honor press conference, and he said, yeah, so we've struck a deal for Regal to go back to WWE, but on the, on the proviso, because Regal said, I want to go back and coach my son, uh, Charlie Dempsey, and I want to sort of help train with... I want to spend my golden years with my mate, Triple H, essentially. So Tony Khan was like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll let you go early, but you're not allowed to appear on TV. Which I feel like is a bit like when Ursula made Little Mermaid <laughs> sign, you can have legs, but you have no voice! <laughs> you poor unfortunate soul! It's what it feels like to me. <laughs> I hope they do that. Going back to plan line... I can't believe we've been in something twice in one podcast. We're planning for him out of space. So it's just like, <laughs> oh, the mysterious trainer is there. <laughs> Bloody hello. <laughs> wow, <laughs> who's this? <laughs> I love that. It's Regal with a fake mustache. <laughs> I'm Billion Beeble. Ew. <laughs> wow, who who could he be? T T Tony St. Clair, back in the day. <laughs> I tell you. He had, this, he had this nervous twitch. Uh, who? Who is it? <laughs> who? What are you, a bloody owl? Anyway. <laughs> Tony, Khan has a, Tony Khan has a special test. He goes up to Billy. Don't, don't so test. you're Billy and Beagle? Yes. Yes, I am. Hmm. <laughs> Tell me about Brian Danielson. Well, I trained Brian Danielson in the ring and... And also in the 70s... Aha! You can't stay on topic! You are William Regal! <laughs> I love that. You fell for my trap! I love that. <laughs> hello, it's me, not William Regal. Oh, hello, not William Regal. <laughs> you can tell it's me. Ask me any question. All right. How are you? I remember World of Sport was... Aha! Oh. <laughs> oh. As the turkey said to the... Do you know what? Foiled again. I fucked up. <laughs> the problem is they'll try and they'll try and entice him out. You know frame... Right, you know, you've you seen frame... You've heard oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tony Khan's there going, shave and a haircut. <laughs> Real bloody, bloody! <laughs> Burst through the wall. <laughs> and then Tony Khan puts him in the dip. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Edge is here. Uh, he's, of course, the IC champion because Tony Chimmel <laughs> is announcing. Apparently, he can only say it like his own fucking surname. Tony Chamel. <laughs> Why did no one call that? Champion. I love it. Tony Chimmel. He's wrestling the US champion canyon. And Christian shows up, even though Edge asked him not to. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Canyon attempts to get a quick win, but Edge is OP in this period, and Canyon is, well, Canyon. They trade moves, and Edge nails the spear for two, because 2001. As we'd seen that, not quite a thing yet. Edge tries for the Buzzkiller DDT, but Canyon grabs the ropes to block it. Canyon goes for the title shot. Stop it, Bulldog. But Christian tries to help and accidentally bonks Edge to cost him the match. Taz calls Christian an egomaniac because he'd know. Christian apologizes to Edge after the match and blames himself. Christian says, it's okay, I'm going to make it up to you by beating The Rock in Canada next week in Toronto. No reaction or pop as Edge stares at an idiotic Christian as he walks away. I thought there'd be maybe a pop for The Rock, but nothing. It was a really like, well, okay. subdued... <laughs> I guess because it's for next week, so why would the crowd at the Joe Lewis care? Yeah, yeah. Next week, we're not bothered. Yeah, I like what they're doing with Edge and Christian now. It's like, oh, okay, now we're really getting to the, the thick of it. With yeah, the we're, we're close to the, uh, the end of Edge and Christian. We certainly are. But we're at the start of the hurricane with face paint for the first time. Yeah. Like last week, but now we're going full into it. And as the camera zooms out of his Green Lantern tattoo, back when a nerdy wrestler was a gimmick, mm. as Undertaker calls it, the good old days. Hurricane is the European champion after he beat Matt Hardy on Raw. He's a superhero now and calls Lillian a citizen and says, I am not an underdog because underdog is not a real hero. I am. And I'm going to leave now quickly to the hurricane. <laughs> no pop yet for anything he's doing, but that would change quicker than Clark Kent in a phone box. So this was Shane Helms's idea. I think I've heard the Through point. and through. And so Shane Helms obviously being a comic book guy, not the comic book guy, obviously. Uh, and the fact they reference it uh, during Austin Appreciation Night is kind of the starter cap for it, legitimately. Whereas Shane Helms very aware, like many of the roster are, that there is so many people vying for so few spaces and he's really struggling to stand out amongst like, you know, the, the, the meek and the bland. So what he has to do is do something a little bit different. So he pitches the idea uh, to Stephanie McMahon originally of Hurricane Helms, which is a superhero, like a secret identity. And she's like, I love it. For some reason, Vince and Steph and... WWF in general, I've always enjoyed a superhero persona in wrestling. And there wasn't one around at that point. So this is what he did. So it was uh, the suit, obviously, green to, to pay homage to the Green Lantern, legitimately mm. his favorite superhero. Uh, he described in an interview, I believe the interview was on, I want to say The Bump, where he talked about that night where he walked, where he, when he first debuted as the Hurricane. He said, I won the European title in my debut as the Hurricane, which is this past Monday. Mm -hmm. Nobody understands what I went through when I put that outfit on for the first time. I was walking down the hall and I could see all the guys looking at me and some of them were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? That was a lonely night. 
But I went out and wow. everything kind of worked. And over the weeks, the fans took it more and more. They took to it because they knew I was committed. That was the key. I knew that from three count. Three count worked because I was committed to singing and dancing. It didn't. I didn't want anybody to think I was laughing at the gimmick. When I was in three count, I was committed to it. I was dancing my ass off and trying to sing. And I can't sing. I could dance a little bit. I had to <laughs> believe in the gimmick to make gimmicks work. And that's something he does really well. Like he absolutely throws himself into it. I think if you half-heart something or half-ass or half-wit something, people can tell and people don't bite on it. But with, with what you'll see with Hurricane, he absolutely like, like jumps feet first in and goes for it. And you said that, like you were saying that and you were laughing because it's just it's, it was a funny bit of, a bit of backstage promo work. And it's immediately bought him a European title. So yeah. it's already paying dividends. You, you can't say it's a bad idea. I agree. Bruce Pritchard often annoys me on something to wrestle with. So I've lowered my blood pressure by simply not listening to the show. Now <laughs> it's fantastic. But one thing you would say a lot that I would either agree or disagree, depending on who he's talking about in the situation, about, yeah, he would complain about someone who said, like, why did this guy not get over? Why did this guy not really make it? Uh, Conrad asked the question and Bruce would go, he just didn't commit to the character. And often it's a shit character. Mm. So you're like, what, Matt Morgan didn't really commit to the stutter? Yeah, that's right. If you commit that stutter, you've been headlined in WrestleMania, Woody. Shut up, you pancake. <laughs> um, but with Hurricane Helms, it's an example of a guy who's like, oh, no, no, no. He was 100% in the character, mm. and it was a good character. So like I said, it's going to start off like this to begin with because it's very new. But yeah, how quickly you get over. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with that. Lots of love for Hurricane there. Mm. Uh, it's nice to see him talking to somebody uh, that isn't TMZ. Uh, Taz reads the Stacker 2 sponsorship for the next match. Taz is so... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Taz is so fat and small, he may disappear if he took some of that. <laughs> I can always rely on Taz, because he's either great, and I go, no, nah, really, guys, he is good. I can just take the piss out of him. I've said for many years that probably the, the Bulldog family have a bullet with my name on. For all the, like, this and the Raw review, where Bulldog is just a figure of fun, a beloved figure of fun. But I think the bullet with my name on is in the pocket of probably Harry Smith. Yeah, I think Taz has yours. <laughs> I think Taz has bred Hook specifically to kill me. He's like he's like Red Grant from Russia with Love. <laughs> that reference is from the sixties. Spike and Molly, who have lost all that heat they had because they've appeared on Sunday Night Heat, uh, take on Ivory and Hurricane. Ooh, in a mixed tag match, Hurricane already has the Daft Titan Tron where he's. Fl- it's great. Tend to fly around like Christopher Reeve's Superman. As Taz yells, the hurricane, baby. <laughs> Again, Taz just commits to it. He gets it. Like, oh, he I gets see, yeah. it. Molly lands the I can't believe it's not China handspring elbow in the corner to bring out Ivory, who gives a terrible sidewalk. Sam that needs to be zoomed in to, <laughs> to hide how shit it was. He brings in Hurricane, who does nothing. And we get some more awful Molly versus Ivory. I swear Ivory was good at some point. What she, the hell? She was. She's just a bit rusty these days. Yeah. Resting. <laughs> Wrestling every three months on TV will do that to you, I guess. Spike and Hurricane get the lukewarm tag, so Spike can get some decent lucha stuff, which you often see from Spike, because he does nothing wrestle people who can take it. Hurricane and Ivory accidentally clothesline one another, as Cole reminds us that there is a main event to come later on. Don't worry, folks. Hurricane superkicks Molly, and then lands the eye of the Hurricane on Spike to end it. Taz starts to show signs of later Taz by yelling, You got Hurricane and the Gregory Helms, like how you got JR and Jim Ross. <laughs> JR is the evil version of Jim Ross. <laughs> oh, what did you think of this? 
fun match. Uh, as you say, a bit ropey at points. First interaction between Helms and Molly. Ah. I think I think maybe not long, week or two. Yeah. And then we get uh, a character resurgence from Molly Holly as well. Yeah, we'll get into. Don't know where bloody spikes. So. Yeah. Austin mocks Kurt from someplace outside and says, "All we have here is a failure to communicate." Because Austin's stealing from uh, Cool Hand Luke, which is a very good film. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen Cool Hand oh, Luke. Oh, it's a blind. It's Paul Newman in prison. But basically, the prison's one of those really tough ones you hear about. And he's just like, I'm, I'm going to fight against this. He's, he's arrested because he's taken, uh, I think he's like, with a baseball bat, the tops off uh, parking meters. He's just drunk. And they're like, all right. So guy. his whole thing is rebelling against the system. So, of course, Austin can relate to that. And he's just, yeah, keeps on the guy... Keeps on making them do stuff until he's warms and down. It's like, we have a failure to communicate. Brilliant. Anyway, he teases flushing his medals down the sewer. But nah, I won't do that. I thought of something better. What? Stay tuned for more Austin. As he's going to burst into existence somewhere else within the, within the, <laughs> the arena, within the confines or the, uh, the extremities right, of the so arena. Get his little stone out, get the gateway things and God of War someplace else. Uh, that is... would have been nice if as Angle had seen him he just like opens up a portal like in Rick and Morty and just backdrops through it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just disappears or like Angle goes hey I know that street he's like so what are you going to do I... oh he's here <laughs> <laughs> damn it I knew I should have cut down my speech anyway uh, the rock is still here because he's still mad about losing the crowd's like oh that's a man also Regal has enough of Tory falling over to Jiri and sends the wench away. <laughs> Don't worry, though, because Saturn shows up. <laughs> Regal says, oh, I've, I've summoned you. I haven't... I've been... <laughs> an envelope sent to me. Uh, takes out a photo of Moppy. And Saturn's like, that's Moppy! That's Moppy! That's a photo of Moppy! And a ransom letter. You know it's a ransom letter because it's cut up from bits of uh, old newspaper headlines. Yeah. Uh, demanding $100,000. <laughs> Perry walks away, screaming, Moppy, because he doesn't have that kind of money. He might have had that kind of money if he didn't agree to this angle in the first place. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's doing it again. He's commit. I mean, like, you know, he's committing to it. I thought that as I watched this, like, he's committing to the bit. This is what I mean, though, Bruce. Was Better or for worse. Perry didn't commit to Moppy enough. You're like, uh-huh. What would you want him to do? Fuck the mop on the television. Bruce would be like, yeah. He didn't do, do, do. fuck the mop. Have I mentioned that I'm tired? Comrade, yeah. comrade, I'm going to do all my, the worst impressions you've ever heard of any wrestler. You already? Yeah, sure, Bruce. <laughs> do, do, do. Hey, comrade, I can't do the podcast this week because I'm doing a million different jobs. I think one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard Bruce Pritchard say, and it just came out of nowhere, came out left field. He did it on camera, apparently, because I was listening to podcasts, I was, I was doing cardio. Um, he drank a Pepsi, and then he's talking, blah, 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 WrestleMania 8, blah, blah, blah. And then he drank a Coca-Cola, and comrade went, Oh, 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 oh. Let's just stop the podcast right here. Do you drink a Pepsi and then a Coke? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I've never seen someone <laughs> drink a Pepsi or, or Coke that a Pepsi. Type of Coke, 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 or Pepsi, Pepsi. Like, yeah, what's wrong with that? He goes, I've just never seen anyone do it. And I, I had to stop what I was doing just to like, oh. he drank a Pepsi, then a Coke. Like one after I've the other. never, ever, ever seen anyone do that. And oh, I, know, I know a lot of scummy people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if there's a Coke and a Pepsi in the fridge... I wouldn't think twice. Why about would you it. have a Pepsi and a Coke? Well, it depends. Sometimes I buy Pepsi, sometimes I buy Coke. But not on the same day, surely. No, no, not on the same day. Like, like if I'll go into Tesco and, and there's a club card saver deal on like two liters of Pepsi, I'm going to be a big shop. I'm going to buy a Diet Pepsi two liter one. 
But then, like, I mean, because you know, sometimes you go to, you go to Tesco and Diet Coke is like fourteen pound eighty. Like I'm all right. Oh, Diet Pepsi twenty p. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> and then you'll go in the following week and go Diet Pepsi nine pounds. Diet Coke twenty p. Yeah, right, right. I, I, I follow the money. This is almost like a, this could be a skit in Peep Show. It's like Jeremy. It does feel like a Peep Show skit. Coke. <laughs> Why not? You just you just don't. I've never thought about doing it before, and I've had that idea thrust upon me. I don't like it. Anyway, backstage, don't let that distract from the fact we get a rare TV appearance from Mike Awesome. On one of the With his new shows. character. Yeah. <laughs> he speaks to Kurt Angle, gets right up close to him. The mind him that Mike Awesome is big. Awesome is his name. Uh, he tells Kurt and tells him, look, I'm a big fan of yours, Kurt. The Alliance are also big fans of yours. They're all really sorry to hear about your mother's getting taken away by Austin. So, and Angle's like, oh, okay, that's nice. Like, we respect you, respect you. I, I watched... Every day, 96, the Olympics, to see you compete and do your thing. It was amazing. Uh, Mike Awesome was in Japan all that time, so I know he's a filthy lying bastard, but that's all just because I, I listen to FMW. So he said, look, the Alliance respect you, Kurt. You're great. And I said, oh, this is actually nice. This is where this is going. And he says, look, we've all got together, and you've gotten you this, and it's a toy WF title belt. Because I guess, according to those reports earlier from the investor report, no one else is buying them. And Mike goes, ha, ha, gets in Kurt Angle's face and tells him, that's the closest you're going to get to WF Gold, small man. <laughs> so Kurt Angle, of course, batters him. <laughs> Taz yells, Kurt is unstable. No typo. <laughs> unstable. He's yes, unstable. I'm going to mock someone for not saying something correctly as Mike taps on the locker room floor. Mike, awesome. Others is a decent bit. Partly sad that, like, Wow, Mike versus Kurt Angle, that'd have been a bit... Matthew, let it go. No, it wouldn't. Uh... Matthew, the car crash was years ago. You're not responsible. <laughs> I feel sad that Mike Awesome never got his uh, tights from the from the, uh, the the dressing lady. That's the only time we've seen him do anything on TV. I want Awesome on this side and Awesome on the side. Never got him. He's still got his pants on. Still waiting for them. Furious. Furious. So, you know I what? I'm going to take the piss out of Kurt Angle. I reckon the rest of the lines are like... That's a really bad... Oh, there's lots of... There's actually room for people to get pushes. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Hurricane thinks that's a good idea. Canyon thinks that's a good idea. Yeah, go ahead, right? You idiot. The jury heads to the ring as... Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm getting a fax. Sorry, Tom. Oh, it's just Lance Storm's theme. <laughs> the people listening to this even know what a fax sounds like or the noise of getting one because uh, probably not, but they're going to appreciate it. <laughs> I doubt. Taz, Fax is like a TikTok, but on paper. Uh, Tajiri <laughs> gets the tarantula quickly as the crowd loves it. Taz hates it because it's an illegal hold. And he has got a point. It does look good, but it is in the ropes. Mm. It is an illegal maneuver. Your Honor. It is, it is an illegal I said, but Taz wants to make a stand. <laughs> I'm leaving that point there. It's moving on. No, I think so, you're right, though, because it is an illegal move. I just, no, no, Taz making a stand. I was about to say, yeah, but only if there's any yellow, yellow pages around. <laughs> so you can give the girl a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my faxes, yellow pages, Matthew. <laughs> From Russia with love. Wow, how do you stay so hip and cool? Oh, how are you so popular? Storm dominates with a front <laughs> suplex, but then takes the rope-assisted elbow. Uh, Lance drops the Jiri with a power bomb before getting the huge springboard drop kick. God, Lance makes it look so good. Tori bounces out to motivate Tajiri, who runs right into the ring for a super kick and a loss. Cheers, hun. Mm. Taz laughs and yells, ah, women. 
Yes, he's slowly getting his way there. Kurt versus Booker T is your main event. The rematch of their hot match from a few weeks ago. Taz is really getting his, new, his role now as he calls Cole Happy Cole. <laughs> Until he loses all his money, in which case he'll, oh, no. he'll become Baron Cole again. Mm. Kurt beats up Booker until Shane interferes as the commentators ignore the huge Shane's a pussy chant <laughs> deafening through the crowd. Cole reminds Taz that he got attacked on Raw by Kurt and Taz goes, yes, yeah, so it ain't about me, it's about Austin. I'm not on a crybaby. Look at the big picture here. <laughs> Kurt gets a sweet counter off a backdrop. It will roll up for a close two before a DDT also gets a near fall. Kurt is feeling it tonight. He's great. And he every other brilliant. bloody night for that matter. Scissor kick connects to set up the spinner Rooney, and then Booker goes to the cover afterwards. So Cole says, in all seriousness, kick out after the spinner Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a spinner Rooney. This will surely win the match. How'd he kick out? How'd he kick out? <laughs> the crowd is stunned. Kurt gets a quick angle slam to turn the tide. Straps Dune. And oh, Shane lands his own slam on Kurt as little Nate, the evil WWE referee, allows it. So The Rock comes down and decks the ref, because The Rock's just mad and needs to vent, and batters Shane to remind the TV audience that there's a crowd here. Because there, there was a huge peak, and then kind of like, all right, cool, yeah, Spike Dudley mixed tag. And I was like, oh, now it's back up again. All right, great. Mm. Shane immediately interferes on Kurt, so Angle belly-to-bellies him across the whole damn ring. Kurt and Rock celebrate in the ring, so I guess that's the match. And Rock goes to leave, but Kurt stops him and motions to the guy at ringside to, hey, throw me some milk. And Kurt and Rock celebrate with, by busting some milk like Austin with beer. And Kurt drinks even more. As Rock, <laughs> Rock's kind of reluctantly like, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Mm. All right. Just for you, He Kurt. gets into And then it. Kurt's like, yeah, yeah, give me more. <laughs> now the story here. I, I was going to say, do you know the story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell the story. Kurt revealed this on Twitter recently this yeah. year, actually, in fact. Uh that the milk had been, for the segment, had been kept at room temperature for a few days before this. So it was not pleasant to oh. drink. So as you know, I noticed, I watch you back with knowing this, uh, in slow-mo, back and to the left, seeing Kurt Angle doing the thing that Austin does to make sure none of that, like, it's going in his mouth and dripping out instantly. And um, he's like, oh, okay, here we go. Oh. Kurt Angle, the hardest working man in wrestling, whether he's wrestling matches or drinking, gone off milk. Oh. And it's one of my, it's, if, I, if I was a professional actor, right, Matthew, in the scene, you need to vomit. All I need to do is think about gone off milk. There you go. I'm already souring the idea of talking about it. Is there anything else to add to this match, Tom? Um, quick. Why, why not just buy milk on the day? They've got a lot of stuff to be thinking about. Yeah, but so much. So, it's always somebody does like a Tesco run or something during a, during a You can't go to Tesco's. For your milk, and then go to your dealer for Somers. It's just too old. <laughs> you can't have that next The dealer's door. in West, the Tesco's in East. It's like, oh, come on, can you just deal with it? Cheers. Nah, you know what? It was a, it was a sports entertainment main event. I'll definitely <laughs> However, still got some time it's left on the show. not the end yet. However, Austin, with his medals, mocks Kurt for feeling all proud. He's on some sort of bridge somewhere. Maybe Nash Bridge is... No, no, no maybe not. Austin Betts' angle has been proud all his life. What? Proud when he got that scholarship. What? Proud of getting into college. What? Proud of the Olympics, even. Well, all Kurt needs to do is ask for them back, and he'll and Austin will give them to Angle. What? Oh, what? Are you so proud you can't ask for something? 
Well then, how about if I make you beg for them? What? Oh, too proud to beg? What? No, no, no. You know what? I don't want you to beg anymore. How about you cry for your medals? What? That's what you do when you want something, huh? You get on your knees and you cry, Kurt. You cry about this and you cry about that. Come on, Kurt. Cry for Austin. Cry for Austin you get these back. Huh. Look at you. You can't do the right thing for you or your country. What? Yeah. Captain America can't do the right thing for anybody. You don't want to beg. You don't want to cry for them. I guess you don't want them. That's what that says. You've proven, Kurt, that you're a coward. What? So, oh, oof, I'm getting that sinking feeling. Oh, you don't want to cry or beg? Well, if you don't want them, I don't want them. What? I already got the title. That's all I need. I pledge my allegiance to the red, white, and blue. And Austin looks down as there's a red, white, and blue cinder block. <laughs> I beg your pardon. No, Angle pledges the red, white, and blue. Austin pledges allegiance to himself and himself only and launches them into the river. Sploosh. Take that, <laughs> you lily-livered punk. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, part of going, well, Austin couldn't show up tonight. Fair enough then. And it, the other segments were a bit silly, a bit, as we talk, said before, point and click. This, this little tirade at the end here. No, I was happy with this. I was all out with this. I, I believe I had to quickly just check it then as you were beautifully describing the dialogue from Austin, yeah. which I thought was excellent. We had the the car part where Austin got run over uh, the Joe Lewis Arena earlier Oh, on. I know what you're going to say. Go on. Uh, this here scene where, where Austin throws the medals off the bridge, I do believe that is the Rudy Poo Bridge. Where in 1999, The Rock threw the smoking skull belt into the river. That's right. And and I believe it's this. And I also believe it's the same bridge that in 1998, Austin threw the Intercontinental title into I the river. I remember that, yes. There are more belts in that river than in Trump's lockup in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Oh, nice. That's, thanks, mate. Happy with that. Well, uh, I'm so, not expecting that from you. All right, then. <laughs> yeah. Did you know the little fun fact about when the... The icy title got launched into the river. No. That some guy, some diver, who was obviously a big wrestling fan who lived near the area, went, I'll go get that. And he went diving and got it. No way. I forget what happened next. No, oh. Jimmy went, ha, am I the icy champion? Or do we have came to say, like, all right, thanks for getting that. We'll give you some sort of deal. But yeah, a, a fan went say, and got it. I was going to say, I, I hope they either went, oh, fair play, you can keep it. Or they went, all right, fair play. Can we give you, here's some money. Yeah, I think it was, I think, here's the belt back. I'll have to go do some research for you. I think that would make a nice little video for Goliath or something, but like just, or maybe just a nice little aside, just like mm. that, launch it out, and some guy went, well, I'll have that. Yeah. But I don't know if they're if we're ever planning on getting it back or anything like that, or this want some guy having it, because no, you've got to So there's some diver uh, in the Detroit area who is the lineal intercontinental champion. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Possession is nine times the law. Uh, yeah. Loved that end segment, though. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Austin just just absolute shit house all night. Just kept just kept a, like Carl and San Diego kept moving before ah. anyone could find him. <laughs> the Carl and San Diego of wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh. brilliant. Um, I just thought for night we continue to build. Next week we get uh, 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 uh. a phenomenal Kurt Angle promo. That's wonderful. But that's next week. What about this week, Tom? What was what was something that you remembered? Uh, I remembered this week. Um, it's it's just it sounds really daft, 
It's one particular shot, which I've probably used as the thumbnail for the podcast. The for dude those, diving. For, <laughs> sadly, not the dude diving. Oh. It's, it's Austin backstage at the Joe Lewis, sort of waving the medals like he's a hypnotist. I see that that shot seems to stay with me of Austin with the bloody with my favorite belt, the big eagle on his on his shoulder, and just waving these belts in front of the camera to angle, taunting him all night. Uh, so I liked that. Um, I also remember I also remembered how I did the Leonardo DiCaprio reaction before I knew what, what that was when I saw Austin driving through the car park. Well done. I don't think commentators point that out either. No, I don't know why they didn't. Probably because Taz was like. Like Dolph Ziggler should have been me. It should have been me, <laughs> been me bursting out of that boot. Um, would you? Did you remember anything, or was this where you weren't watching? No, I remember this. Oh. Uh, apparently, I was. Yeah, I, I'm sorry if I set you up and then set you down. I must have just missed a few. That's right. Uh, I was secretly watching it, I guess. Um, having smuggled in, I remember watching the hurricane and going, "What the fuck is this?" Shit? <laughs> but then, obviously, I'm like everybody else. But like, that's why Twitter can be or, or social media we have now is like the instant reaction. It's like you get to see people go like, yeah, "This is a bit but- butts on the seat." And then fast forward a few weeks, oh, I've always liked this. Yeah. Wow, I really like it. Now I get it. So good on Shane Helms for yeah. really turning, you know, and making you know making lemonade out of lemons there. Excellent work. To the hurricane. Yeah. Uh, something you forgot, Tom. Fucking Rhino pinned the rock. Holy shit. Rhino pinned the rock. Didn't know that in happened. 2001. Holy shit. And, and you know what? Okay, there was some shenanigans in and around it. It wasn't clean as a whistle. But my God, the rock on two occasions made that gore look like the fucking business and put Rhino over. Yeah. That's ace. I love that. Looking at you, Jericho. Yeah. Looking at you. Yeah, you fucking getting a concussion, you... Bastard. Uh, yeah. I love Rock comes back and he's straightway like putting people over. Yeah. Do you know what I always remember doing? Like, like I always remember the Rock did okay, we 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 read in the Riot Act with the Booker T promo when he came back. Who in the blue hell are you? Sucker. Da, 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 da. But right now, yeah, I get it. They need the they need rock as that. Hey, we need the rock rock. Yeah. Right now. Because we haven't got the ratings ratings. So it goes <laughs> so, okay, the da, 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 da. So, the, the, but there's <laughs> but as years go on, like the rock will I remember the rock coming back, I think maybe oh three or oh four. And taking some strikes off La Resistance. It'll be no three. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. obviously he beat him, but he made him look pretty decent. Yeah. And he, Hurricane again, back uh, to him. There you go. We, the, you know, The Rock on this show, losing to The Rock. Hurricane being born on this show proper. Um, Star-crossed lovers that will find each other in 2003. Hurricane will pin The Rock as well, which would be a phenomenal sight to see. So yeah, Rock at his finest here, making Rhino look like a hundred fucking dollars in Detroit. What did you forget? That promo from Austin. The one at the end? The one at the very You're gonna end. You're going to cry. You're going to cry. Go beg for me. Beg yeah. for me. Cry for me. You just ask them, Kurt. It's all you need. Just ask them. I'll give you them. Just that psycho look and he's just a monitor. That... He was doing a lot of them in like 96, 97, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe like some guy's arm sticking out and interviewing him, whatever. But like not at this level, not this style. And the headliner show, essentially. What? And then the words the are slightly annoying because it becomes like a nervous tick that you can't get rid of. But just the rest of it, like, oh, so you're too proud? You want proud? You don't want these? Oh, if you don't want them, Austin don't want them. All right. And then again, the red, white, and blue sin the block. That's great, isn't it? Because he threw it over, because obviously, you know, it went over. And Austin ending the show with Zutalor was a bit on the nose, but apart from that. We get at least two fire promos, or two fire segments out of this that come off the back of this bit. 
because we have more fun on the bridge. Then I was going to go for a Ted Kennedy reference. I was going for the bridge zone thing from Sonic on the Master System. That works as well. Damn it! Is it which one was it? So we get we get some more bridge shenanigans as Matthew looks for the Ted Kennedy thing, and we get possibly I think one of Kurt Angle's greatest promos. I think I've remembered it as such. I mean I'm excited to see it. I think it's next week. I think it's before the the September 11th SmackDown. I think it's that week. I remember the... It was Ted Kennedy. Yay! So, it's not worth that build-up. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember the one you're referring to. Mm. I think it's... Uh, yeah, it's going to next week or the week afterwards. Surely. So yeah. It'll be nice if it's next week to send us home to 2023 in a happy state it might be we will find out together when we are back together next week ah. uh, what you got coming up this week work 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 F- work work, work, work. <laughs> Ugh. I, I mean I'm so happy with the content we're making here <laughs> <laughs> there's, ah. there's a lot to cram in because we yes. all then so basically what's going to happen Ugh. is over Christmas um, there's going to be a lot of videos put together around that time I'm doing news videos doing Crimbo Limbo which I'm quite excited about. I'm doing solo news videos so I'm going to be like the one-man news team. I might have a well, little Hardy, network yeah. radio, a network television. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. A moment. You have to wait and see if that happens. Um, but yes, but the rest of the time we're just this next week and this week and next we're just spending it putting together yeah. lots of stuff for you oh, to watch over Crimbles. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah it should be us. Uh, the, the road to the culties. The Road to the Culties begins here. Ooh. Ooh. You might have already heard the beginning of The Road to the Culties. It was on the podcast last night. Ooh, tease, tease, tease. Yes. Uh, tomorrow on the podcast feed, uh, you have an episode of the Cultolic Classic Nitro review because we were meant to put an episode out on Thursday. However, as I mentioned at the beginning, I was poorly on Wednesday when we normally record it. So Sam and I recorded an episode on Friday morning. And I thought, rather than you waiting another week to hear it, just so everything keeps in time, you'll hear a Nitro review tomorrow. How about that? Two classic reviews in a whole weekend, you lucky fuck. (laughs) Enjoy that. Especially if you're a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, classicatcoldsholic.com is our email address. It's your last chance to drop us an email before the end of the year, before next week. For Thursday morning at 10.30 a.m. GMT. That's how long you've got. And until we are next back together, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. We're at Colorado on Twitter. Don't forget to join us for Rhino Pinned the Rock. Love you, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 